Last week, Jesus was teaching about discipleship, how to be his follower. And he continues again in today's gospel. But recall what we heard last week. Jesus said, don't cling to anything in your life except me. Invest, firstly, your whole lives in me. Oh, really? That's a pretty tall order. But that's what he was saying. Don't cling to things. If you cling to anyone, cling to me. Now, not only is that a tall order, but that could kind of make us feel empty, even if it's Jesus saying that. It can make us kind of feel, well, in a deficit. How am I going to get along if I'm going to depend upon and cling only to Jesus, first and foremost? How's that going to work in my life? Well, I think that the first reading today addresses that, where we heard a marvelous prophecy from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And the prophecy was about the city, Jerusalem, being a mother. And the mother who is abundantly taking care of her children that she gave birth to. And first and foremost, that image is for us to consider who God is, the one who cares for us abundantly, who loves us abundantly, who brings the food that we need into our lives in order to, to live our lives committed as disciples to him, as followers of Jesus. So, so see that if we're giving up things, if we're firstly clinging to God, or clinging to Jesus, that he brings life in abundance to us. Now, how? How does that, how does that happen? Well, in a personal relationship with God, if you're praying, if you're relating to God, things are going to happen. You're going to know God. You're going to know a sense of his presence in your life. And there's going to be a connection that you have with him. But it even goes further than that. We can also see that, that this Jerusalem can stand for the church, for our church, in terms of the instrument that God uses to feed us, to, to give us strength, to give us courage, to be that presence in our lives that we need as we cling to him, as we depend upon him. And, and, and so see in the church, the source of this grace that we need to be disciples of Jesus. See in the church the way that the Word of God, the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge of God is given to us, just as we've been hearing it in the Scriptures. See in the church the way that we are fed not only by Word, but also by the sacraments. By, by, by the grace, that, that saving grace, that sanctifying grace, that being made holy grace, that, that you and I need to be disciples of the Lord, to make the decisions that we have to make in terms of being disciples, to help us not to cling to the things of this world, but rather to God first and foremost. And the sacraments do that. Sacrament of penance, the sacrament of healing of the anointing of the sick, Hey, the sacrament of the Eucharist, as we're fed by Jesus' body and blood, soul, and divinity, that brings the life of God within us. 
the abundant life of God that says, as you choose me first and foremost, you choose the very source of life, the very author of life, the very one who restores life within each and every one of you. If we say no to things and we say yes to God, then life comes to us in abundance as he feeds us with himself, as he feeds and nurtures us with his love. If we say no, we say yes to someone even greater and with more abundance than what is offered in this world. Okay? Very good. Nice lesson about discipleship. But there's one more thing that he wants us to know. And that is, as we are fed, as we are nourished by God, as we hear his word, receive his sacrament, as we spend time with each other in community, aha, Jesus says, community, community members, (laughs) I have something for you to do. I want you as my disciples, not acting alone, but acting with each other, I want to send you into the world, and I want you to tell the world of the abundance of life that you have received from me. I want you to go out and act on the fact that you are loved sinners, that God has not forsaken you, but that God has called you unto himself, that God has forgiven your sins, and go out and tell other people about it. Go out and tell them why they need a Savior, why they should be a disciple of the Lord, why they should turn their lives to God as opposed to embracing the stuff of this world and following the the, the erroneous and faulty philosophies of this world. You and I are sent out not alone, but as members of his church, members of his community, to bring that message to the world. And, And the way that we can kind of contextualize this is as you have been freed, So tell people how God has freed you from whatever has held you bound, for whatever has been not good for your life, and how God has changed that, how Jesus has healed that and given you new and abundant life. Another way you can do that is just use the spiritual and the corporal works of mercy as kind of the the template for your mission in the world. You know the corporal works of mercy, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, give, give water to those who are thirsty, visit those who are in prison. You know that. You know that. And that's it. If and when we, whatever we do to the least of these, that we do unto Jesus, if we do that, it's a powerful witness. It's a powerful way of acting upon our discipleship with the Lord and all that he's given to us. How about the spiritual works of mercy? When we offer counsel and we offer comfort to other people, when, when we're especially attentive to the sick, to the dying, when we bury the dead, those things too are part of our marching orders as disciples on mission sent by the Lord into the community because we know of his love 
because we know of the abundance of his mercy and because we then desire as disciples to be instruments of that abundance in the world today. That's what discipleship is too. Not clinging to the world, but clinging to God and acting upon it because our lives have been changed. Changed for the good. Changed forever. Because we know Him. Because we love Him. Because we've been forgiven by Him. Because we have been raised up to a new life because of Him. Now, I'm not going to say that's always easy. I don't find it easy. I don't find it easy giving up things. But it's the way to go because that brings the abundance of God's love to the world. That gives hope to the world. That gives people a way through life that they never thought of or they're never embraced up to that point when you witnessed to them, when you brought Christ to them. That's how the world changes. That's how Christ changed the world. It's not only through himself, but commissioning others to bring that message. So even if it isn't easy, it's the right thing. It's the best thing to do as followers of the Lord. And always, as Jesus said at the very conclusion of the gospel, as you have chosen me, and as, as you cling to me, also see as your end, not this world, but heaven itself. This is the way we journey to heaven as disciples. The ones who desire to have their names written in the book of eternal life. Let that motivate us as well as disciples. We don't want to be of this world, but rather of the kingdom of heaven, of eternity, and bringing through our discipleship a piece of heaven to this, our earth.